it's cracking lovely people it's the big feed up hq podcast welcome along if you're a new listener i release episodes on a monday usually with a guest a bit of a longer form conversation and also release episodes on a friday they're more of kind of uh, short sharp sometimes lifestyle nutrition related more information around that ilk or of that ilk sorry but today we found a little bit of time together, Brian and I, making some mince pies, and we got on to talking about social media. And I wanted to have her on the pod oh, for quite a while, really. So it's a kind of natural, it's quite a natural way of, of introducing it. I keep having to move out of the way as, as she's cutting these mince pies and, and, and putting them on a little tray. But welcome to the show. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Alexa, stop. Thanks for having me. I've heard so much about this podcast and listened to so many. It's probably about time I made my guest appearance, right? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so we're not going to beat around the bush. So as Bridie kind of takes... Oh, Alexa's cracking her in detail. As she's wrestling with some of those mince pies. Whoa, right. Fuck that. Right, I think Alexa's doing her own thing. Anyway, so do you want to tell everyone on the pods what you do? So um, full-time I have a job as a social media manager... So a lot of people think that means I spend my day on Facebook, but actually there's a little bit more to it. Um, there's more than scrolling through to watch funny videos of cats jumping off walls. But yeah, so um, my day-to-day job, uh, the main platforms I work on, I work in-house for a brand, um, and the main platforms we focus on there are Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, a little bit of Pinterest, um, but yeah, mainly those other three. Uh, they seem to work best for us, um, as in our, for our brand, and uh, also in terms of our audience, really. Um, so my role is um, working on social strategy, as well as planning everyday content, um, and also a little bit of creativeness with um, doing the Instagram stories and things like that. And, and my job is not just in the office. Um, I can be out and about capturing content that's basically behind the scenes sorts of things um, for the brand and uh, yeah so and then obviously within that with the whole strategy planning there's also um, like looking at content themes and uh, content type um, and format and um, yeah making those work sorry I'm also in the middle of making men's pies so it's quite hard to do both but hey now that's all good <laughs> so if, if, if you're creating content, scheduling content, is it on a weekly basis, bi-weekly, monthly? So I work in food, um, and so our yearly calendar revolves around calendar days. So our main seasons being Easter and Christmas. Um, We have a predominantly UK audience, but um, it is global as well. So we have to consider global calendar days like Thanksgiving in America and that sort of thing. Um, so I can't remember what the question was now. That's right. I asked about scheduling content. Oh yeah. So, so y- basically, yearly, we're following the same themes, um, mm. but it's adapting with the social media platforms, which are forever changing. Like they change every day. One minute you fall in love with a feature, and the next minute it's gone. So it's adapting to that, and. Um, and yeah, and keeping on top of trends, and also something happens every day, and it's about being reactive and uh, joining in the conversation, even if it necessarily isn't relevant. Because let's face it, actually, social media is all about giving everybody a voice. Um, it's just a huge chatty form of media, really. Mm. Um, so it's being reactive to that. 
So with the brand you work with, do you, do you spend a certain amount of time on Facebook more than say the others, or is it Instagram that's quite big for the food brand that you work for? I mean, frequency of content. Um, we're on every platform each day. Mm. Frequency um, varies per platform, but as does content type. So with fa- Facebook, their main focus at the moment is video and long form video as in content uh, videos longer than a minute. Instagram is very visual, but as well as the feed, um, Instagram stories is the big thing at the moment where actually users spend more time on Instagram stories than they do actually scrolling down looking at your posts. So it's all about staying relevant in the stories, being interactive, making the most of all those Instagram stickers and uh, features they have on there, like ask me a question. They've got that new one now, which is the countdown um, and things like that. And then Twitter, Twitter's, Twitter's a different one. It can be good, bad and ugly with Twitter, I think, whoever you are and whatever your content. Um, but yeah, Twitter is about, it's, it's everyday chat and seeing what's trending and engaging and getting in with that. Um, and yeah, so Facebook, video, Instagram, visual, and interactive, and Twitter, short bite-sized content. Mm. So we pull back from like a, a large food brand and think about the individual people listening to this who have social media channels. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know they've got, they've got Facebook pages that are business-related. They've got Instagram pages. They either want to push themselves and, 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 like you said, get a voice out there, or they might be selling something. What, what, what do you recommend to people to, to start to look at or start to do to... Well, I mean, you've got to look at yourself as a brand. You've got to identify your key content themes as to what you're going to be talking about on your social media channel and what your purpose for using social media is. And I think going from there, you then have to decide what your best platform is. For example, if you were trying to target children, Snapchat would be the obvious one with the younger audience um so yeah it completely depends on that and what your core themes are and also what your kpis are your key performance indicators are what do you want to get out of it is it going to be engagement is it going to be reach is it going to be getting new followers are you wanting them to buy something are you trying to target people specifically by age interest location whatever you need to have all this information before you decide which platform you want to focus on but you also need to know your platforms and know what content works best on each one. So, for example, Facebook, like I said earlier, like it really needs to be video content because, and you've got stiff competition on Facebook as well. What with everyone out out there, um, you know all the videos you see. You hardly see anything of your friends anymore on Facebook, do you? It's all all the the stupid videos of like pages that you like and actually are quite funny, but you miss what your friends are saying because it's such a competitive space now that the only way really if you're starting from scratch it's quite hard if you don't have a paid budget to get out there because you're you're fighting against a lot of people for this space Mm. online um so yeah what about timings is that true because people obviously talk about if you post in the morning if you post in the evening you know when people are looking at their phones before or after work if someone's listening to this and you know they want to they want to they want to schedule some content i know twitter's different because you can obviously make sure that things get posted but things like 
Facebook and Instagram, you have to upload every day, don't you? No, you can schedule on Facebook. You can actually schedule on Instagram. Uh, you just have to pay additional buy additional software to do it. Right. Um, and that's mainly for posts. But again, quality can be a bit dodgy on that. So sometimes it's actually just better to upload it yourself. But no, Facebook. Facebook is probably the most advanced one out of all of them. Um, and you can schedule all sorts of content formats on that. So, so what do you think about timings? Again, it depends on who you're targeting. Um, and for example, uh, if you were targeting commuters, then you'd want to go first thing in the morning. If, if your content is commuter readable or listenable or watchable, whatever, think about going in the morning. Um, if you're international, obviously you need to work out time differences. Um, yeah, it, you just have to keep an eye on your insights and see when your content is performing best because it, it completely depends what it is. But just be aware that Monday to Friday people are working, mm. so maybe go for lunch breaks after work when they're commuting home. Um, think maybe Saturday afternoons, actually a lot of people are out and hopefully not on their phones, so maybe that's not the best time. But again, completely depends on what your content is because, say, if your content was to do with a rugby match that was live on TV, then obviously you want to be, on a Saturday afternoon, obviously you want to be posting your content around then. So. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And then if we dive into how did you build your food page? And if people don't know about it, obviously there'll be a lot of people that don't know about it. I'll link to it in the bio. So Bryony basically has a Instagram page where she reviews restaurants called Eat in London. Um, I get to go and get big feeds on as well, which is really cool. So we do that together. But how did you how did you build that? Let's go through that a little bit. Well, it started uh, over two years ago now, when uh, and it's I predominantly on um, Instagram. I do have a a web blog page, but just finding the time to do that on top of work is quite difficult. But Instagram was a very different space then, uh, two and a half years ago, and I think it's heavily saturated in what I post about now. And I think it's super hard because even people who have have a good following on Instagram find it hard to reach who they want to reach, like even just to reach people who actually follow them because Instagram is very clever now and it's basically restricted all reach. And if you want it, you have to pay for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think a few years ago when I started, it was just I'd been living in London a couple of years. I was working in social media, but it wasn't food specific. Mm. And I fancied a new adventure. And I, I just came to the conclusion that if I if I wanted to work for a food brand, I need evidence, social media evidence that I'm interested in food. So and since moving to London, I'd all, me and my friends loved going out for dinner, big foodie anyway. So I would occasionally take photos of my food. So I just started from there, really. And also, it's not just about eating in London, um, my Instagram page. It's more than that. It's beyond London, for a start. It's not just geographically focused on the city. Um, but also, it just it started just with, as well, food I love to cook as well, like my own dishes and my own bakes, because I do enjoy the being in the kitchen. I'm not a master or anything, but mm. I do like cooking. So it just it stemmed from there really so it was a mixture of eating out images and my own images and I think at that time Instagram was still developing there weren't that many well there were obviously there were loads of food bloggers but not as many as there are now two and a half years later whereas I mean when you go out for dinner now and I mean I don't 
I'm not going to complain about it because that's me too, but like everyone's taking pictures of their dinner, aren't they? Mm. So, yeah, I think I just started it at the right time and it just went from there, really. It just grew. Um, and what's the kind of vibe now? If people are obviously following your stories, see your posts and things, how, how does it all work? How, how do you, these restaurants get in contact with you once you go? How do you, how do you then you know, decide what to post and, and, you know, you do so many things on the stories. How do you make those look good? Maybe give people some tools and tactics around, you know, that, that, that kind of thing of, of how you produce your content. Well, I'm in a very fortunate position, um, whereby quite a few of the restaurants I get to go and review our invites, but I do also go and pay for a few, I go and pay for dinners, reviews too. So, um, yeah, and, and usually they get in contact with me. Some some have PR agencies, either for like restaurants that have just opened and things like that, or have a new menu. So I'll be dealing directly with a PR company as to going to review these places. Or actually, some some of them are just um, from the restaurant themselves, which is actually quite nice. Um, sometimes if they see like a post that they like my style or things like that. So. Uh, so yeah, so that's how that works. Mm. Um, in terms of, well, what was your question? Sorry, in terms of. So once you, so that's how you get books and things. So obviously, you said you reach out to restaurants and things. Alexa, stop. So obviously, you take your time to reach out to restaurants and things. We do pay and go to some, and then also, you said that they reach out to you because obviously you have a dedicated email address that you've popped in your bio and your page, and that's momentum. Like you said, right place, right time. A couple of years ago creating contacts, doing all that kind of jazz, then obviously we go, we, we get the big eats in, but then obviously you take quite a lot of photos and, yeah. and we take time during 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 the restaurant to get decent shots and then yeah. afterwards you know what 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 do you what do you use? Obviously, you know, you've got you've got your phone, you've got a camera, maybe give people a little bit of a, of an insight and how Well I you... think it's very easy for people to think we just go for dinner, I just take one photo and that's it. Mm. But I mean you know from seeing it, like I take loads of photos mm. um you often complain that your food's going cold but hey we deal with it yeah no it's fine so um, then what kind of what, how, how do you how do you make the photos look good and, and what kind of do you use other apps and let people uh, know about that? so most of the time i use um an iphone or i did a month or so ago actually invest in a proper camera which is great it's a little canon power shot i didn't want one of the big ones um but this one's great it fits right in my bag or something it's quite discreet as well. I don't want to be that person that gets out a massive camera with a massive white light in a restaurant. It's just, I don't know. I don't judge anyone who does it. It's just not my style. Um, but yeah, so most of the, the photos I take, I'll um, usually spend some time using the app Snapseed just to edit my photos. It's mainly just to enhance them or like, especially this time of year, it's actually quite hard going to review restaurants in the dark because natural daylight is your biggest asset when taking photos of food or taking photos of anything really mm. so it can be hard when you're in a dark shady um restaurant but actually apps like um snapseed help you play with your exposure and things like that so you can brighten what is actually a dark picture and and just like sharpen it and enhance it and things like that play with the contrast like don't go he over heavily on the saturation to make as long as the food looks natural that's the most important thing. Like, there's nothing worse than over-edited food, so it doesn't look real life. Mm. Um, like orange chips, well, unless they're sweet potato chips. But yeah, so it's just just doing that really, and then 
in terms of when I upload them into my stories, it's about, like I said earlier, playing with the features that Instagram give you, making the most of them, like tagging things, uh, like location, just to, to get that little bit more reach, just thinking about what you're doing. And also not overly cluttering your images, like keep them um, simple and sharp, but also tell a story. That's what Instagram story is all about. Like have a purpose, try and map it out before you post it. Like posting stuff on the whim is great, but like just really think about what you're posting and what you want to come across. Um, and don't be afraid to engage with people either. Like use that question tool and then follow it up. Like, cause that's what your audience want. They want, they kind of, they want to know you. They want you like, for example, be a real person if that's what you're about, but they'll have questions and it's no use if you're applying to them 24, 48 hours later. Hmm. Social media is always online, you're always on, so just be aware of that. Hmm. Hmm. So if we're gonna wrap this up and give people some takeaways, if someone's starting a page, whatever it is, or they're, they're trying to grow their, their own page on, on either platform, and, and you know maybe we get specific about which platform in a second but what do you say to people to kind of round this off i know you always used to talk about how you know, con- you know content is king and making things look good and, and you can kind of go from there or is it do you do you stick to your own style you know you don't you don't follow someone else's what well what yeah you- strategy is key just like make sure you have a strategy look at your content themes, what is your purpose for using social media? You need to have all that mapped out first, really. I'd say that's the most important thing before you just like go straight in and test the waters and hope for the best. Mm, mm, that makes sense. And then, because obviously you've got a bit more insight than most because you work for a company, uh, you know, large food brand full time and, and you're in and around all of these Facebook and Instagram things come to your office. Have you, is there anything that you that you see is going to be quite interesting, exciting for people to kind of look out for in the future, or what's coming up? Well, stories, uh, stories on Instagram is the main thing. Mm. That's the thing. Like it is so interesting how people are actually on stories more than scrolling through the feed. So in terms of Instagram, that's interesting. Facebook, like I said, video. Um, you really need to test your content formats, have a variety. People don't want the same thing. Like you can't just look at image after image after image. Um, and you've got things like IG, IGTV on Instagram as well. So if you have a video longer than a minute, just whack it up there and it's all pretty, it's all pretty linked up because you can share that directly from your story and things like that. So yeah, just don't be scared to try new things and and when there are new features that come out, don't be afraid to be the first person to use them and trial them out because that's when when they when they launch a new feature, the people that are using them are the people that they're going to push to the front. So mm. just make the most of that. And I think you shouldn't follow what someone else is doing. Like yeah, I mean obviously there is uh, the simple things like video format on Facebook, you should be doing that. But don't copy someone else's style. Be your own, and you have to be unique to, to if you really want to get out there these days, you have to have something different. Mm. For example, given that I review food, being a food blogger, like if you want to start a food blog, go for it. But something has to be different because there's already so many out there. You have to try and work out how you're gonna differ. And whether it be your content style 
or what you're all about in the first place. Like you've just got to be different because it is so heavily saturated out there and the competition is so so high like some of the content out there is amazing mm. and when you compare like brands to individual bloggers like sometimes the quality there is even standing the things people create at home these days is incredible so mm-hmm. yeah decent that's good to get some insight and i thought we just crack this pod because it's nice little kind of chilled vibe pulling out mince pies and <laughs> um yeah i wanted to get you on to talk about this because obviously I listen to what you do day in, day out, and I think people that are trying to get their head around these platforms, I have so many conversations with people that are like, oh, yeah, I'd love to start a podcast, or I'd love to to do an Instagram page, or, you know, I really should do a Facebook page, and I think, you know, I've got very, very, very minimal followers and things like that compared to Briny, but it's just one of those things where, okay, I might not have as much finesse around it, but... I'd listened to so many podcasts, I thought I'd just start my own, and now I'm over 40 episodes in. You just kind of grease the groove with it, and it's just sometimes turning it on and having conversations like this, and some people might like the more relaxed format. And then other times I have really, you know, dedicated, oh, quick fire, kind of precise episodes with, with key guests that, you know, come and, and deliver loads of value. And, and the people like those kind of precise episodes too. But as people know that follow me on Instagram and things like that, again, I just do what I'm doing real time. Uh, I get, I, you know, I get my muggings in there quite a lot, whereas Brani's very different. It's all obviously food. She doesn't really feel myself too much and things. But, you know, whatever works for you, really. And I think that was, uh, yeah, that was the kind of, I suppose that was the reason why I wanted to have a little bit of a chat while we, while we were cooking. Thanks for having me. That's all right. So how do people follow you? I'll obviously put it in the in the bio and things, but let people know about what you do and, and what's coming up and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, so um, my main account is eatinLDN, so short for London, um, on Instagram. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you'll just see lots and lots of food, a bit of um, behind the scenes of Big, big Feed Up HQ, right? Mm, mate, Roger. <laughs> and, yeah, who, else, who, who do you like to follow? It doesn't even need to be food-related, but if people are using uh, these platforms and things, and, you know, you're, you're obviously on it a lot. Well, maybe let's keep it food-related because, you know, you have, you have your blogging page and you work for a food brand full-time. Who, who do you like to kind of sneak on to? Um, I don't know. I've got... I've got certain followers um, that I've been following probably since the beginning now. Not big names, um, but um, that have kind of started their blogs around the same time as me, and I've met them at various events. So it's always nice to see um, their content. Um, uh, Yeah, I can't think of anyone specifically. I just follow a lot of people, and also I look at the Discover feed quite a bit. You haven't got a little nugget for, you know, just mention a couple of a couple of uh, couple of accounts or something that you can give people a little bit of a, a nudge towards. It doesn't even have to be food. Just in just in interesting Instagram accounts that that you like. Um. So there's a guy called Hugo who's actually got a food account. What's his name? Hug De Cook, I think he is. I think his uh, food is great, and I've actually met him once and. Love his style of cooking. It's all mainly home cooked dishes, so I really like that. Um, cool. Yeah. Sweet, we'll go from there. All right, lovely people. As always, 
please, if you can take some time to rate the show, that would be absolutely mega. So you can go into iTunes and do that. If you're already subscribed, legendary. I'll keep producing shows and things, hopefully before the end of the year. I keep trying to get interesting guests and things on, and I'll do a few solo pods too. And it's been really good, yeah. It's been a great year. Or um, oh, maybe I could call this like season one or something, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I really enjoy doing this and, and the freedom behind kind of just whacking it on, having little simple conversations and formats like that, like this too, people seem to like. So, as always, thanks for listening to the show. Go back and, and, and listen to some others if, if you're new. Have a lovely weekend and, yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, Roger. Get the mince pies in. Come on, fella.